there's so much shame around rage and anger and externally and internally. I mean, what is that instant reaction is when you yell at your kids and we all do it, you know, again, I'm a meditation teacher and every once in a while, my two-year-old pushes me a little too far and I snap at him. Amen. It it happens. We can do a whole hour on that, right? (laughs) I mean, the Dalai Lama probably could snap at his, I mean, it happens. Kids can push you to the limits. Hey, my name is Veronica Cisneros, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist, a mama of three girls, and married for 23 years. I am obsessed with helping you navigate through the seasons of marriage, helping couples like you break free from feeling like roommates. I will teach you the secrets to having a healthy marriage by providing tools and tips to help you reconnect in a way that you can't keep your hands off each other, where flirting and kissing is the norm in your household, setting intentional time to date, get to know and support each other's dreams and goals so that you can grow together without keeping score or judging one another, where you feel seen and heard even when you disagree, where arguments end with mutual respect and understanding, where you work together to build and strengthen your family so no one feels like they're carrying the weight of the family on their own. These are the necessary skills your children need for you to model so that they develop healthy relationships and thrive in life. This is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hey ladies, welcome to the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. I am your host, Veronica Cisneros, and I am so excited to introduce our guest speaker today, Kelly Smith. She is a globally celebrated yoga and meditation teacher. And for all of my yoga instructors out there, she is certified E-RYT500 slash Y-A-C-E-P. And she is a founder of Yoga For You and host of the iTunes chart-topping podcast, Mindful In Minutes. She has 100K weekly listeners, so she's totally a badass, and she's a meditation mama. Kelly believes that there is not a one-size-fits-all approach to yoga and meditation and encourages her students to find their own personal practice, listen to their bodies, I totally need help with that, and find inner joy by accessing their most authentic selves and owning their power. Kelly specializes in the non-physical limbs of yoga and is best known for her master trainings in meditation, restorative yoga, and yoga nidra. Am I saying that right, Kelly? Nidra? Nidra? It's yoga nidra, like your like your knee. Oh, yoga nidra. <laughs> nidra. Some, <laughs> some people pronounce it nidra. It's kind of tomato, tomato, but I was, I my teachers taught me nidra, like your knee. Yoga nidra and her international retreats. Oh my gosh. I'm just totally, totally excited to learn from you. Hey, Kelly. Hello. You just hyped me up so much (laughs) with my own bio and the way you read it makes me feel like a rock star. So thank you so, thank you so much for that. (laughs) So tell me more. How did you get into yoga? 
So I started yoga when I was a teenager, actually, as a form of cross-training for my sport. So I was an athlete through college, and I was that person that was like, I was there for a good stretch, yeah. and that was it. I was like, I'm going to stretch. I'd even like skip Shavasana, which now is like so, you know, so such big. a big sin for what I do now. But, mm-hmm. you know, what, what can I say? I was a rebel. But I would just, <laughs> you know, it was Shavasana time. I'd roll up my mat. I'd walk out the door, and I was all about just like the good stretch. And then when my mom was diagnosed with stage three breast cancer when I was 16, I really started to be introduced to some of the softer sides of yoga. So visualization, um, restorative yoga, like really gentle movement. It was also kind of this, you know, lifeline. I didn't know it at the time, but some of the stuff that I was doing or, you know, reading in books was meditation to help me navigate that time in my life as well. Um, and then I still did all the things, checked all the boxes, went to college, found a man to marry in that college, you know, Mm -hmm. got a real job and a quote, real job and management, but still did my yoga teacher training right after college. I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And then um, when my husband moved to a one bar, one Walmart town in Missouri for med school, I had to leave my job and my friends and my family. And I was unemployed and didn't know anyone. And I thought, <laughs> might as well start do? a business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that was where Yoga For You was born. Wow. Okay. So, you know, for us busy moms, we're constantly busy. There's all of these things going on, right? Yoga. When I think of yoga, I kind of think of that same thing. You know, it's stretching, right? I'm going to go ahead and stretch. But there are so many benefits. So I've heard to practicing yoga and more importantly, practicing meditation. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I think what we often think of with yoga is like the poses, right? Especially because that's what we see on Instagram or that's what we see on, you know, the yoga class posters that we see. It's like this bendy woman doing something flashy, but there's actually eight different limbs to yoga. Um, So if you think of yoga as kind of this like umbrella, there's eight different things that fall underneath it. One of those is the poses. Mm -hmm. Another one is meditation. There's also like breath, there's concentration, there's the way that we interact with ourselves, the way that we interact with others. There's these eight different elements that actually make up the practice of yoga. So when you're just going and doing like the stretch or doing the poses, we're really only doing one eighth of the practice. And another element that is, you know, equally as important um, is going to be meditation. And they all fall under that same kind of like yoga, which just means union, union with the self um, umbrella. Gotcha. Okay. You know, one of the things that I know that I've struggled with and I'm, I'm guilty and still to this day struggle with is bringing myself to the moment, you know, setting intentional time to meditate, setting intentional time to, um, just, I, you know, I love what you just said, be in union with myself. I'm very guilty of the checklist you know, and I'm just, I'm just going to call myself out. You know, I'm very, very guilty of the checklist. There's so many things to do, right? I have a group practice, the podcast. Um, right now we're relaunching the site, um, courses, like all mom, you know, wife, all of the things. Right. And I know a lot of the audience are in that same, maybe not like the same exact bubble, but we're all busy. Right. Yeah. Why is it so important for us to have that established union? 
So I think, and I, and I appreciate you sharing that, Veronica. I, I mean, I do the same thing. I'm right? a mom. I'm a meditation teacher, but I also run a yoga and meditation school. Like there's so many, you know, th- there's so many plates that are spinning. Mm-hmm. And I think it's so easy for us to just be busy, right? And something like yeah. a meditation practice, it falls to the bottom of the to-do list. Yeah. But for me, I think about my meditation practice as like being the thing that's grounding me. It's that thing that either sets the tone in the morning, and we can talk about this in a little bit of kind of when is the best time to meditate. It's really, yeah. I think, first of the day or last of the day. But to me, it's either the thing that like sets the tone and prepares me for a full day of you know, keeping those spinning plates up in the yeah. air, or it's a thing at the end of the night where I can kind of turn that volume down on all of the noise that is spinning around in my head from wearing all these different hats and being so many different, um, you know, filling so many roles to so many different people and carving out even just those 10 minutes to check in with yourself, to see what's happening within you and around you. Like that is one of, even if you are, and I don't think this is a bad thing, but many people pick up meditation because it helps you be better Mm -hmm. at doing all of the things all of the time. And that's okay. Whatever your goal is, your objective is, that's totally fine. But for me, and I think for a busy mom in particular, it's important for a few reasons. One, like I said, it can set the tone for the day or help you unwind in the evening, which is huge. It also can help you connect with yourself. Now, I'm a mom to a toddler, and I imagine no matter what age your kids are, Veronica, we were chatting a little bit before the recording. There's always (laughs) stuff going on in our kids' lives, but it's so easy to give all of ourselves to others. And then before you know it, there's like nothing left for you. Yeah. And so for me, it's like, you know, it's such a cliche cliche to say filling up your cup, but I like to think of it more as like a pizza. Like we all have a pizza with a finite amount of slices and people are always trying to come to mom. You know, I'm hungry. I need some more Mm -hmm. of that pizza. And before you know it, it's gone and you're starving. And so having those few minutes meditation is kind of like feeding yourself first and then taking what you have and sharing that with others so that you aren't completely running on empty and trying to support everyone else in your life. Yeah. It also really helps with anxiety, stress, emotion regulation. I mean, I never have known an emotional roller coaster to be greater than motherhood. Right. And it just helps to kind of like smooth the waters and make the ups and the downs not quite so intense all the time. Absolutely. One of your questions on here that I definitely want to hit on just because we're we're on that topic is, can you share how the societal taboo against a mother's rage makes it harder for a mother to reset? Yes. And I think, you know, when we think about um, maternal rage, which is a real thing, and there's so much shame around rage and anger and, you know, externally and internally. I mean, what is that instant reaction is when you yell at your kids and we all do it, you know, yeah. again, I'm a meditation teacher and every once in a while, my two-year-old pushes me a little too far and I snap Amen. at him. Amen. Girl, it, it, girl it, it happens. I mean, we can do a whole hour on that, right? <laughs> I mean, I, the, the Dalai Lama probably could snap at his, I mean, it happens. The yes. Kids can push you to the limits, but I think there's so much shame, particularly around a woman and a mother that mm expresses anger or rage. And there's also so much shame around it. And anger and rage, it is an emotion just like anything else. And one of my favorite parts about meditation is it gives you the space to explore your emotions and kind of this safe capacity, like the safe little bubble. So you Mm -hmm. can sit and be and be like, you know what? I'm 
angry today, or I yeah. am frustrated today, or, you know, you know this, Veronica, because, you know, my therapist tells me this too, where it's like, yeah. what's the actual emotion? It's never usually just no. rage or anger. No. What, what's deeper? Mm-hmm. And being able to set aside that time to sit and be with whatever I'm feeling, which sometimes is anger, which is often frustration or resentment yeah. or whatever it is. It gives me that space to explore that and to dive a little bit deeper, peel back the layers and be like, okay, what's actually happening? Because no one just wakes up angry, right? It's like you have that pressure cooker and it just gets hotter and hotter and hotter. You're just under, and then it's it's that one little thing. And that's when you just like blow your lid. And so I think not only setting aside that, you know, for even a moment, that shame and that judgment that goes around a woman, particularly a mother. expressing anger or rage or frustration, setting that aside and then creating a safe space where you can dig a little bit deeper into that to one name it, right. And be like, you know what? Yeah, I'm really mad or I'm so frustrated or I feel so resentful towards my partner because of this. Mm -hmm. It creates a space where you can explore that. So you're not constantly living in that, like, you know, pressure cooker situation, just waiting for something to blow. And that's the thing that a lot of us don't realize we end up, we we do, we do take on all of these things. There's, there is so much shame when we lose it on our kids, you know, and we yell, you know, or we say them, say things out of anger. Right. But it also falls on our relationships and how we connect with our partners. It gets to a point where it's like, dude, I don't want to have to be your mom as well. Like I'm doing (laughs) right. I'm doing all of these things, all of these things. And now, not only do I have to do the thing that you refuse to do that I asked you to do 50,000 times, but also I have to do this, 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 and it feels like all of it just piles up. But the reality is, had we taken a small opportunity to reset, we wouldn't be carrying all of this baggage. It's like this heavy backpack that we refuse to put down, right? Yeah. Absolutely. But it ends up... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, and I think that, you know, and the example that you're giving, which is such a good one, because it's, I mean, it's hard enough being a mom, but being a mom and being a partner, if if that's mm-hmm. how you're being a mom in a partnership as well, or just anything like navigating relationships, it is like, for me, meditation, it not only helps to kind of hit the pause button on that rage and alleviate yes. the pressure, but it also gives me a little bit of clarity because again, like my therapist would say, it's never about this up no. here. It's always about no. something lurking under here. So it gives me more clarity as to what is the actual, you know, I can get really frustrated and annoyed at my husband, but is it, you know, because I'm now doing the thing I asked you to do, you know, 50 times, or is it because I've done all these things and it went unnoticed, or is it because of this? And then it can give the clarity as to like, what is it that I'm actually upset about? And hitting that pause button. And then if it's something that you decide you want to let go of or something that you want to address, you're again, not showing up to that conversation or that potential, you know, letting go, you know, hot headed, boiling, Mm -hmm. ready to blow. And then, you know, they say that one thing and then it's like, boom. And it lets you come to those challenging conversations or the navigation of that relationship with a more level head. Absolutely. When we're flooded. So when we're filled with emotions and it it doesn't happen, it, it it's not something that just happens. You don't go from zero to rage. It feels like it, <laughs> but you don't, you don't go from zero to rage. It, there is that buildup. And when we're unable to self-regulate, we act on urges and impulses. And so meditation 
being able to bring ourselves back to the now, being able to process through all of those emotions, not only help us think rationally because we've reset, but it also provides us with the ability to connect with our partners and connect with our kids. And so, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think that it's my belief that the more connected we are to ourselves, the easier it is to connect with others. It's like when you get to know your true self and you connect that like authentic space, it becomes so much easier to then connect with people in general, but in particular, the ones that share such a special space in your heart, whether it be, you know, your family or your kids or your closest friends. And not to mention, like when you do these things for yourself, I think about this a lot with my son, when you do this for yourself, you're giving them permission to do it too. So you're giving Mm -hmm. them permission to, you know, hit, hit the pause button on their feelings or to talk about what they're feeling or to be their authentic self or to say, you know what, I'm going to take, you know, I've really been trying to encourage my son to take his own timeouts instead of having a timeout be given, have him self-regulate and be like, I just need a break and to take Mm -hmm. that break. And when we do it for ourselves, we we give everyone around us permission to do it for yep. for them too. Yep. I love that you highlighted that. And you're right. We do. We definitely give others permission because we're modeling something different. Our kids are going to react the same way we react. Our husband's going to be defensive if we're defensive and we start a, a conversation harshly. Um, so how do we do this? We're all busy. All of us are busy. How do we integrate this time to go ahead and meditate. Yeah. And I appreciate you asking me. It's so simple. It's my personal mission to go around and let everyone know how simple and easy meditation actually is. Um, So this is kind of my personal formula for how you set up a simple but sustainable meditation practice. The first thing is you're just going to commit to 10 minutes. So studies tell us that between eight to 12 minutes a day, so 10 minutes is enough Mm -hmm. to get the mental, physical, and emotional benefits of meditation. So we're not going to tell ourselves I can't do that. I don't have time. I don't have 30 minutes, whatever. 10 minutes. If you really don't have 10 minutes in a day, start doing 10 minutes less of something that doesn't serve you. That for me, that looks like mindlessly scrolling on my phone first thing in the morning and last thing at night or Mm -hmm. whatever your thing is that you're doing. TikTok. Um, TikTok. It it just sucks you in. It just, (laughs) it happens to me too. But 10 minutes less of that and then boom, you have your time. So 10 minutes a day, that's it. You're going to do your first 10 or your last 10, which means first 10 minutes of the day, first when you wake up or the last 10 minutes of the day before you go to bed. The reason I find this works is because if you say sometime today, I'll meditate. How many times have we had good intentions to do something today? Oh yeah. It's on my calendar. It's on my calendar somewhere. At some point today, I'll, I'll go out for a walk. But if hopefully every day, if we're lucky, we go to bed tonight. If we're really lucky, we wake up again in the morning. That might be the only consistent. So habit stack with bedtime, either first thing in the morning or at night. Pick the one you're most likely to stick to. If you're not a morning person, no need to be overly ambitious and start doing this in the morning. Just do it at night. There, Mm -hmm. One is not better than the other. So 10 minutes, either first 10 of the day or last 10 of the day. Then you're going to, um, so meditation is just single pointed concentration. So focusing your mental power on one thing, it could be your breath. It could be, you know, checking in with your body. Um, But what I really recommend, and this is basically what my whole podcast is, is just listen to a guided meditation. Like someone's already done the heavy lifting for you. Just carve out that time. You know, there's lots of great apps. There's lots of great podcasts like YouTube. Just hit play. Let someone walk you through it for 10 minutes, especially if we're first starting. And then when it's done, it's done. Is there anybody that you would recommend for us to listen to? 
Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a little biased. So I do think my podcast is pretty great. Duh. But <laughs> <laughs> but there are also, there's another podcast that I really like called Molly Loves Mornings. Um, she's really great. She does something similar. It's a free podcast and she, hers are like even short. Hers are like typically around eight to 10 minutes. Mine might, might be more like eight to 12 minutes, um, sometimes 15 minutes when we're feeling spicy. So that I think is really great. I know a lot of people that are really happy with like Headspace or the Calm app. Um, but you can even go like, you know, Jessica Reichberg, she's a YouTube yogi, um, but she has some meditations too. But the, the thing is about using a guided meditation is you just have to find a teacher that works for you right? If you can't stand the sound of the voice of the person that's leading you, you're not going to have an enjoyable practice because you're yeah. like, I don't like the sound of their voice. Or if you don't like the background music they're using or whatever it is. So it's really just about finding a resource or finding someone where you find their practices to be what you need and to be enjoyable. Just start there and then you can always branch out. Um, but that's just like the best place to start. I love that. I know looking for the right therapist can be challenging. However, feeling overwhelmed and disconnected is even harder. Life is filled with several twists and turns, some more severe than others. We do our best to handle them as they come and find ourselves at a loss, not knowing what to do or who to turn to. The clinicians here at Outside the Norm Counseling are here to help. We are here to assist you through this time of need. Together, we will identify your strengths and goals and teach you healthy coping skills. Together, we will develop a plan to help you live the life you want to live. Our team is compassionate, genuine, and we take a great deal of pride in providing an empathetic, non-judgmental approach to all of our clients. It's time. You've waited long enough, whether it be for you, your child, or if you're in need of a couple session. We are highly trained clinicians ready to guide you. Schedule an appointment now by calling 951-395-3288. Again, that number is 951-395-3288. We're looking forward to meeting you and being a part of your journey. Um, so one thing I didn't even consider, and it's 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 pretty much common sense, the person's voice. You know, are you able, I didn't even think about that, right? Like, I'm like, just, just push play all the time because I hear from people and it's such a person, especially like, it's such an intimate thing to have someone's voice in your ears leading you through a meditation. So I'll get people who email me and they'll be like, your voice is like NyQuil every night we go to bed together. You put me to sleep. And then, you know, and then I'll have people emailing me just what, you know, whatever, because people have opinions about anything and they're like, oh, it's like. Your voice is like nail on chalkboard. Like that is the thing that people are so (laughs) sensitive to because it's such an intimate thing to have someone. So you have to like their voice, you have to like their style and you have to like the practices that they're putting. Like if if you love someone's voice, but they're putting together 45 minute practices, it's not, you know, maybe not for you at this Mm -hmm. time. So just find one that, you know, that you like and that you're like, oh, I like this style. I'm going to stick with this for a while. So. I love that. I love your advice for us is take 10 minutes out of something you're already doing. You know, if you already know, if you already know, ladies, if you already know you're guilty of the TikToks, I'm guilty of it. She called me out too. Oh, I'm guilty of it. Right? It's me. It's me. Yeah. (laughs) Less, 10 minutes less. And one of the primary reasons why we're doing 10 minutes less is because we all know what we're doing. It's not working. 
it, it really isn't. It, it's not working. And so if we know that and we want to do something different, why not put that into practice now? And so, Kelly, I didn't even ask you. I just came up with this right now. And this is kind of the way I flow. Are you open? Are you open to doing a five minutes, 10 minute, whatever you want to do? But are you open to like, let's get this done right now? Are you open to doing it now? Nothing would make me happier. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's Let's meditate together. You have no choice. (laughs) I'm taking 10 minutes off of listening to my voice. We're going to, your voice is so soothing. Oh, see, you're on the NyQuil side of the internet. I'm totally, she's NyQuil to me. (laughs) I don't even like taking medication, but I would take it. I would take it. It cracks me up every once in a while. Like, cause sometimes locally I'll just do like events and stuff and people will come up and they're like, we sleep together every night. It's now like this joke. My mom loves to say about like, Oh, John sleeps with all these people, you know, whatever. It's like the family <laughs> joke that I'm sleeping around with all these people, but it's like, nothing makes me happier. Yeah. It's like, I help you fall asleep at night or like, I help you start your day. But that they're always like, it's like NyQuil. I just like, like, I don't even need melatonin anymore. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Put on my business card. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> Any particular topic, Veronica? Of a med- like what kind of a meditation do you need today? Um, what are you calling see. in today? What am I calling in? Huh? Let's see. So I mentioned to you, I'm dress shopping and we need to find something like totally cute to make him. My daughter just, you know, she had a breakup recently. So (laughs) we need something totally cute. That's going to make him jealous and make him regret doing whatever the hell this kid did, you know, and keeping me from running him over or (laughs) we we need we need also because she has a new guy that asked her to go to this winter formal. We also need this new guy to be like, oh my God, she's so cute. Obviously formal. So something to prepare me for what's to come. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. going to be a busy day. Yeah. So something okay. for, to prepare me for my busy day. So I'm not mm-hmm. one burnt casserole away from losing it all. <laughs> okay. I get it. This is one of the most like niche but fantastic, like requests I've ever gotten. I'm thinking we're just going to do like a positive day meditation. Just welcoming in a great day. All right, let's do it. I'm muting myself. Let's go. Okay, cool. All right. So wherever you're at, unless you're driving, that's not safe. Um, You're going to go ahead and get comfortable. You can close your eyes. Just going to be here for about eight minutes. And then taking a moment and just letting go of whatever happened earlier today. Whatever happened earlier today, set it aside. And trying our best not to anticipate whatever's coming up later today. And just bring yourself into your body. Noticing how your body is feeling right now. Are there any areas of your body that are calling your attention or trying to tell you anything? Now bring your awareness to your breath. Just noticing the pathway the breath takes. As you inhale, feel the breath move in through the nose, across the sinuses, down the throat into the lungs. And then feel that process naturally reverse itself on the exhale. 
So the breath leaves the body, lungs, up the throat, across the sinuses, and out the nose. Staying with that pathway, following the air as it effortlessly dances in and out of your body. The breath is such a powerful tool to bring you in the here and the now, because the breath can only exist in the present. Now, as you're breathing, checking in with your heart center. How are you feeling today? What emotions are in your heart? What feelings are you holding in your heart space right now? Without judgment, just checking in with what's happening there. Honoring and holding space for whatever's happening in your heart. And now mentally wiping the slate clean. You could visualize a little eraser coming and erasing any feelings or sensations or thoughts or experiences. Maybe a light shines down on you. Maybe you just pack it up in a box and set it away. Or a clean slate. And now open yourself up to a wonderful day ahead. You know that this day ahead of you is going to be a great one. Everything will work out for you. Everything will be in alignment. This day will be easy. It'll be a great day. Taking a few moments, visualize the day playing out ahead of you. Just being a great day. As you do this, as you visualize, just sticking with that breath, smooth, effortless breaths in and out. Seeing your wonderful, great day playing out ahead of you. Taking one more moment, visualizing this wonderful day ahead. Now telling yourself three times, today is a wonderful day. Then telling yourself three times, all I need is already within me. And taking a final moment, feeling this wonderful day, all of the goodness that the day has to offer, feel it being drawn to you like a magnet. 
It's coming, it's infusing itself into you, it's here. And then together, we'll take a big deep breath in through the nose. And open mouth exhale, we'll sigh it out. And closing our meditation just by saying something kind to yourself. And then when you're ready, just blinking your eyes open and returning to your day. You just did your whole meditation. Definitely Benadryl. <laughs> Do you I feel just, ready to go I dress shopping, Veronica? So ready. I feel so ready. Now I know why people are excited to sleep with you, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it's you know not just because the way I fill out my yoga pants. <laughs> <laughs> you take us to a no, another level. <laughs> Oh my God. I love that. I feel like, oh, I didn't even realize how like tightness and tension in my shoulders, you know, um, obviously I have lighting here, but like the lighting didn't serve as like, obviously this purpose, but it felt like I was able to connect with the light in like this kind of, I don't know, the word that comes up for me is like this freedom, you know, and it's like safe. That. Yeah. Oh, I love this. Oh, and, Why don't and we you do know this it's every so, day. And it's so simple. And that's the thing is it's really, it's that simple. Yeah. And it's just, especially when you're first starting, you just carve out your little time. You can hit play on something. Yes. And, and then when it's done, it's done. And then you either start your day or especially if you are, you know, your mind feels like the hamster running in the wheel at night. It's such a good way to just turn the volume down on that. This I struggle with sometimes, like I wake up in the middle of the night and, you know, my mind's moving up, you know, a million awesome. miles. I wake up, Oh, did I remember to put the wet clothes yeah. from the washer to the, you know, yeah. whatever silly stuff. Um, at night, if you're one of those people it can really help to reduce that so that we're going to sleep a little bit better too. I love it. How can we work with you? So we just did this. We just slept with Kelly. You know, you're a, you're welcome. And that yeah. round was free. Yeah. Didn't think you we were work? getting that today. <laughs> <laughs> right. So how, how do we work with you? So anyone is welcome to come over to my podcast, Mindful in Minutes. There, I've been doing it for five years. So there's like 300 meditations on there. It's just this big library. Um, I also, if anyone is in, any of your moms are currently in the prenatal or postnatal stage, I have Meditation Mama, which <gasps> is a secondary podcast for my, um, it's mostly fertility, prenatal and postnatal. Um, okay. I started it when I was pregnant and have, you know, continued on with that. Otherwise, you know, if anyone is wanting to become a meditation teacher or anything like that, I do meditation teacher training, but you know, you just go on the website, but just come and meet me over at Mindful in Minutes. It's a very um, welcoming, pleasant corner of the internet. We just get together, we meditate, we feel good and we support one another. I love that. That's like an amazing community. It's, I, I am obsessed with my community because they're all so, you know, you don't get a lot of like trolls that want to come and like yeah, get no, their mind no. right and open their hearts and have no, an awesome day. No. <laughs> you have a lot of women who are intentional wanting mm -hmm. and wanting and yearning for change. 
Yes. And wanting to connect with themselves. And the thing is, is that when you connect to yourself, like I really believe the way that you treat others is a direct reflection of the way that you treat yourself. When you start doing this work and you start taking this time, I mean, think about how good we feel even after those few minutes, it's way harder to show up and be a jerk or, you know, Mm -hmm. now that we've experienced, right. Or snap at your kids or whatever it is, it's way harder to do that when you hit that reset button, but also when you connect, even just saying something kind to yourself, it then encourages you to also say kinder things to others too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it goes back to, as you're starting to grow and, you know, like you said, work on yourself, the people you attract is totally Mm -hmm. different. The connections you make um, I mean, it's, I don't want to say it's surreal, but kind of is, it's, it's nothing you could have ever imagined. And it's, it, and I agree with that 100%. And I think that there's something just when you are in alignment and you're happy, like you attract the kind of people that are happy, that you're happy, which makes mm-hmm. this huge difference as opposed to like, you know, misery loves company, but like, so does yeah. joy. And so like when you are happy and you're vibrant and you're connected and all of that, like you're going to find people that gravitate towards that because they're either that way or they're working towards being that way. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that you want in your orbit and in your, in your circle. Have you found that, um, adopting this, this new change, this new, um, the word that comes up to me is this, this freedom. Have you found that not only does it enhance your marriage, but it also enhances your connection with your, with your son? So it definitely enhances my connection with my son. I would say yes to both, but the one that the big piece, the marriage piece for me is that being able to, um, hit that reset button and hit that pause button. So again, you know, full disclosure, even my meditation teacher, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's gonna you know those hu- you know those husbands, those down. partners, they just like the toddlers, mm-hmm. they know how to get you wound up sometimes. <laughs> Ours in my house is always the no, we did talk about that 17 times. Yeah, I don't know I if you listened, but I did tell you that's the one that we run into. I haven't recorded. <laughs> it's like, yep, no, we did, we did. I don't know if you listened, but I did say that. Um, <laughs> that one we run into, but being able to hit the pot, like even in the moment, right? Of just like, okay, this is getting a little reactive, this is getting a little heated, this is getting a little, yeah. you know, and being able to hit that pause button, so good for me. And when I show up as like my best self then I think, I think anytime you're in a partnership and you're trying to be your best self, even as an individual, I think the collective always benefits. Absolutely. And vice versa, right? If there's things that you're working, if you are not your best self, and that's not to say, I'm not a big fan, you know, I don't really enjoy like toxic positivity of like, oh, you know, choose this or that. Like we all go through ebbs and flows, but we also in partnerships, we know like when, when our partner is struggling, we're struggling too, because we're in a partnership. Mm -hmm. And so being able to, you know, kind of navigate my own waves and ups and downs helps me to show up as a better partner, which means the partnership, you know, is better overall. Absolutely. Um, In terms of connecting with my son, I actually started, I really, really enjoyed my meditation practice when I was pregnant. And I found that it really helped us to connect even before, you know, he was earth side, um, being able to slow down, connect with my body, um, and connect with him and just have that time of kind of like, you know, taking care of myself, but then asking him like, how are you doing in there? How are you feeling? Or what do you need? And it might sound like wild, but taking that time, I feel like, you know, and, and, and my husband and other people will pick up on it where it's just like, he and I are very kind of, you know, in tune. Like, 
and yeah, and we're just like connected in a different way. And, you know, people will joke and, you know, and and I I know for a lot of moms, it's like, you can read your kid's mind. It's just like, you know, you can, it's that mom sense. But I felt like we had such a deep connection before he was even born because I took that time to really meditate and connect with him. And something that I hope to continue to model for him now that he's, you know, out is how, um, you know, nourishing and important carving out this time can be for him. So I just, you know, we try to do things together around mindfulness or meditation. He's only two, so we don't do a lot. Um, But I try to at least give him some of the words or some of the language around one day being able to take some of these practices for himself. Yeah. I can't tell you how glad I am that you're, you're doing that. And one of the primary reasons I'm, I'm really glad that you're doing that is because of one thing that I hear often, you know, I, I don't have these skills. I don't have these skills. I feel like I need validation from other people. I don't feel accepted by other people. You know, it's constantly looking to mold yourself and what other people, what you believe that other people want you to be. And if you're able to go ahead and establish that right now, as, as you know, me saying this as a therapist, if you're able to establish this right now with your, with your child, you know, even that connection with your husband, your child will not only be more in tuned with themselves, but in addition to that, they'll be able to communicate what they're experiencing, self-regulate, self-validate, which increases that level of confidence and that level of self-worth. So um, kudos to you. I think that's amazing. I think that's amazing. I Kelly. appreciate that so yeah. much. And I appreciate that validation. And I, I think of that, you know, that's a goal that I have, particularly because I have a boy, um, yeah. is that I want to give him, um, I hope to have some, you know, put some tools in his toolbox to be able yeah. to have emotional literacy, um, and yeah. to be able to communicate that. And I just hope, you know, for any, you know, of, you know, my children that I'm welcoming in, whether they're Earthside or not, is I would love for them to um, stay connected to their true self. I think we often, we come into this world, right? You, You know, we all think about our little babies and even sometimes in the womb, we can tell that there's just parts of them, just them. Like I knew my little guy was a crazy, busy guy since he's been in my belly and he is, but that's part of his true self. And as we get older, as we move through school, as we move through, you know, society molds us and shapes us sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse. But I, my hope is that, um, that my children or children in general, that they don't, I I feel like at least in my experience, you know, being in my thirties, um, that that wasn't encouraged when I was young. And I yeah. feel like I really lost that part. So I take this huge journey just to connect back to who I am. Mm-hmm. And I hope to keep um, a little bit of like a tether um, between, you know, just teaching my kids how to stay connected to who they are so they don't ever feel like that's lost and they can return yeah. to that again. And again, they don't have to rediscover it. They can yeah. just continue to cultivate it. I love it. I love it. Oh, you're a beautiful mama. Well, that's really that. sweet. I I don't know. We all just we we're all just figuring try our it best. out. We're I, figuring it out. When people, yes, it's like you just have to recognize it some way. And you know, as a therapist, we're going to mess up our kids in some way. Oh God! Way. All it's of us going to happen. All, all of us. us. It's going to happen. I always us. just try to remind myself when I'm in that self doubt spiral. Just have to try your best and love them. Yep. That's all I can do. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to mess them up, but just try your oh, best girl. to love them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's for me. That's motherhood in a nutshell. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Kelly, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day and just being with us and teaching us. Oh, this well, thank awesome. you for having me. This was like the highlight of my day, getting to chat with Yay! you. 
Yay. I'm ready to buy a dress. <laughs> you are so you're going to buy the best dress and your daughter is going to, you know, make totally rock it. Oh, she's going to just slay it. I know it. Let's be honest. We can all use a little help in our marriage, especially when it comes to communicating. I have created a guide just for you. Five things that are killing your marriage tips from a therapist. Find out if you are making these marriage mistakes. Ladies, this guide is 100% free. I will give you practical tips and easy-to-use strategies to apply right away. You all know I'm a huge advocate for couples. I am on a mission to help you and your partner experience stress-free living. With this free guide, we are setting our marriages up for success. But it starts with you. You will find this free guide here in the show notes or go to www.veronicasisneros.org. The information I will be providing you is next level. And people pay good money to get these tips that I will be giving you for free. Don't forget to share this with a friend. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020 and since then 
I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.